0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. It is Troy Dooley, the host of the Beachside CEO. And I tell you what, it has been uh, just an incredible 24 hours, but crazy. You know, it, you guys that have hung out with us for years know that, that my family is one of the craziest. I mean, we, we our, our children's ages span 20 years. Um, now, that's what happens when you marry a, a hot romance writer. But our our oldest is... Is going into his 30s. Our youngest is turning 10. Uh, it's, it's crazy around here. But we also have three wonderful little granddaughters that we've been raising. And all of a sudden, my, my three oldest boys are out of the house. They're on their own. They're kicking butt and taking names. And that's left me with a house full of females and one son. So the estrogen is just crazy. Either everybody's cycles. Ladies, please don't be offended. Either their cycles are lining up, or this is what we've learned this year. When you put them in a, a local little preschool, everybody freaking gets sick. Now, we've homeschooled all of our kids, but the, the, the girls and, and Mama said, hey, if we put them in half a day up here in the preschool, uh, they're going to get some heavy-duty, really cool education. They're going to be hanging out with their friends, and it's going to be great because it's small, and, and it's not the public school. It, it's up here, and it's like it's all private. Well, guess what? The flu isn't private. It's public. Everybody can get it. And now I've got the – I got I mean, it's just crazy. It is the craziest thing. So I am, I'm running on half a night's sleep. We're, we're, it looks like we're through the third cycle of the flu, and, uh, and it's, it's one of those things. But you know what? It's wonderful. I've been sitting here. One of our sponsors, longtime sponsors, great folks, is Vita Cup, and I have been drinking their new lean bean coffee. And it's an amazing thing because I've I've been studying. You guys know I study health and nutrition constantly. I'm trying to see what's out there. And their Lean Bean Coffee has got some phenomenal stuff. It's got that green coffee in it. It's got that raspberry. uh, Man, Dr. Oz was just talking about this. uh, Cortones, contones, something like that in it. It's got a bunch of other good stuff. Uh, Based out of North Carolina and and Tampa, these guys, I mean, they're just growing like crazy. But uh, good stuff, and I'm enjoying it. You know, matter of fact, I'm gonna stop and then I'm gonna get into the radio show. But a lot of people sometimes they say, "Troy, I just don't know about ready-made coffee. Isn't that what Sanka was?" Now I don't know what the heck Sanka was, man. They sent that stuff to the moon trying to get rid of it, you know, and they couldn't. But this this is really interesting because they have this 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 medicinal mushroom. Now I'm studying this because my history, as you guys know. We're, we're, we've got Indian blood in us, and I always get it wrong, man. I don't know, you know. I think I'm Cherokee or or, or something. I, I, my mama might have said I was Cheyenne because I had an attitude. But you know, we're, we're sitting here, and I'm learning about what what Native Americans, what the Indians used all across. And and the reason I bring this up because this is pretty cool. I just found this out. North Carolina, which is where Vita Cup is is located, they are the the number one producer in the United States. For wild ginseng. And, and I'm studying ginseng because, as we all know, that's a, that's a pretty good medicinal uh, herb. You can make teas out of it. And I'm finding out that the actual ginseng in North Carolina is more powerful and more potent and has been used probably as long as what we see coming out of Asia. So yeah, hey just a little food for thought. I had nothing to do with the radio show, but you guys know, got to got to make my sponsors happy, but as I've been studying this, I found out more stuff about my my sponsors' products and I thought that was pretty cool. Hey, we've been going through my 3 by 5 cards, my my Rolodex, if you will, of of stuff that I've learned, stuff I've grown from. And one of the things that I you know, we want to look at is is what are the basics? You know, we've talked about attitude. We've talked about personal development. Well, the next couple of days I want to get into leadership. And and too many times I think people misdefine what leadership is. Leadership isn't management, okay? And and leadership is something that starts first and foremost with you personally. John Maxwell wrote a great book, uh, one of the first leadership books I ever read was the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. But he also wrote a book, How to, Become, or How to Develop the Leader Within You. I believe anybody that's leading an organization, whether you're a CEO or you're in the field or you're brand new saying, I'm going to get into sales and hopefully one day move from a sales um, person into sales leadership. And if that's what you're wanting to do, then I strongly suggest that that you you really go out there and develop yourself. Because today I want to kind of look at some of the stuff I've written down. Why should you grow as a leader? See, it's too many times people don't realize the higher the leadership, the greater the effectiveness. And and John's newest book, <clears throat> matter of fact, you guys might want to go get this. This might be a, a crash course for you. My good friend and personal mentor, Richard Brooks, was uh, meeting with John. They're good friends. And as you guys know, I I know John's family. We've hung out together, been working and supporting John since 2000, personally, at at Catalyst. But um, Richard sent me this book. It says, To Troy from John. And it's the five levels of leadership. And because of the way he wrote this book, I probably won't do it on the radio show, but there's five levels of leadership, and you need to write these down, because too many times... We get stuck not knowing this. We try to make this a whole lot harder than it is. The, the lowest level of leadership is a positional leadership. Second is permission leadership. The third level is production leadership. The fourth level is people development leadership. And the fifth level is the pinnacle, the highest level, the highest leadership accomplishment is in developing other leaders, and I, and I want you to I want you to know something right now. As I've looked through my three by five cards, my passion from day one, and I believe it's because of my military training. You go through the Marine Corps. People don't realize that that is a leadership development course on freaking steroids. And the reason it is because is you want to develop other leaders, not develop followers. It's great to have constituents. But my goal is to develop those leaders. This is why when I do social media consulting for companies, my goal is not to do it for them. I've got great friends. If they just want a consultant that's going to come in and and create the management and take over their social presence, I've got that. I've got great friends that do that. I said my goal is to teach somebody on your staff how to do it because I believe the only way to do it right in social media is to have somebody in the team, on the team that's controlling – keeping a focus, looking at what's going on. That's just the way I've always been. I want to develop leaders in every aspect of my life. My boys will tell you. Dad held our butts to the fire. And and I'm harder on them than anybody else because I've told them, don't give me no go 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 excuses Get out there and make something of yourself. Stop telling me what the world owes you and go make your own daggum world. That's what it's about. It's been fun watching my baby girls do that. Matter of fact, Cassie, my 16-year-old, it, without a doubt, like Dalton, it's funny how you, you, you watch things and, and you pass generations. But like Dalton is my business partner when it comes to all of our, our our blogging and stuff that we do there. I guarantee you, Cassie will end up being my business partner and probably be my personal assistant for the for the rest of her life. Not because she can't do something else; she can go do anything she wants, but because she knows that she has a talent. And I told her, you know what? I want you by my side. You can cover my butt like your brother does. You know what needs to be done. You can keep me on schedule. And I said more than that. You have such a knack. She has this creative knack in her. And we're going to develop that because I want her to run a a uh, now you guys know everything we do is internet based for the most part, but I want her to run a blog based on her talents. She can she can create and lead and put together events. She can create stuff. She's she's got this way of creating hair bows and stuff for for the babies. I mean, it's amazing to watch. And and, and other people see it, not just her dad. you know. And that's what we're going to do. And, and all my kids are this way. Tessa has already made it clear. Dad, I want to I, – she's crazy. She goes, I want to go out and I want to own a bunch of pawn shops. Why? She goes, there is a boatload of money in pawn shops and a lot less headaches than anything else. She goes, I can go out here and, and I can buy up for next to nothing stuff from – Auctions and storage sheds. She goes, we can put this in here and sell the fire out of it. She gets that from her mom, I think. You know, this is leadership. You don't don't go out of your way not to grow as a leader or to help your kids or your team grow as a leader. Don't don't. And I'm, guys, it's fun to go back and look at what I've written in my in my three by five cards on leadership because I'm learning what it takes. And it's not it's not by managing out of fear. This is what I called it. I said, I don't want to be a manager managing out of fear. I want to be a leader developing other leaders. I've told you guys before, I think the difference between a a, a hero and a legend is that heroes are always dead and legends live forever. And I want to leave a legacy. I don't want to be the guy that knows everything. I want to be the one that has has been able to give enough nuggets of wisdom that one day I'm sitting there in the audience and I'm hearing somebody I've never met share words of wisdom that they've applied in their life. And they and they say, man, I, I heard this once on a radio show that, that old fart, bald-headed dude Troy Dooley did. I don't want them to know I'm in the audience. I don't want them to give me kudos. I want to know, hey, we've, we've passed it on. You know, that's that's the key. We've passed it on. And... <clears throat> Something that I remember, and I read this in a Maxwell book, and it was the story behind the story of McDonald's. And, and I think this is one of those things that truly defines for me the different roles of leadership. See, the McDonald's brothers were kicking butt and taking name in their, in their little burger stand in California. They had it down to a science. They they'd put it together. Cheeseburgers, french fries, and shakes. That's it. Now they tried to open up a franchise and it had failed. But when they were in control of things, it was kicking butt. So they they said, This is all we need. No big deal. Let's be happy. You know, they had annual revenues of about three hundred and fifty thousand, four hundred thousand a year. They were netting out about a hundred grand. Now we're talking about the fifties. You're netting a hundred grand, splitting it two ways. You are living The life. Remember, Ronald Reagan was paid a million dollars a year for his films. He was the highest paid actor at the time. People thought that was ridiculous money. So they're living the the right life. But Ray Kroc came around. He saw what they were doing and his vision was different. Wasn't better, wasn't worse, it was different. He was a different type of leader. He knew what he wanted to accomplish and he gave them the idea and they didn't want it. I said, heck no, we don't want anything like that. I said, Okay. How about if I buy you out? We'll keep it your name. It can be the McDonald's. We don't give a rip about that, but how about if I buy you out? And as you guys know, the rest is history. They don't even I remember growing up I used to love it, dad cruising the McDonald's up off 40 highway. And we'd get burgers. Now, I was a stud back then. I'd get two Big Macs. I think they were smaller because I don't know. how I can even eat one freaking Big Mac today. But we're sitting there, and it was McDonald's. And I'd look up on that sign, and I was always excited because it seemed like every month they went from we've sold one million cheeseburgers. We've sold, we've sold two million cheeseburgers. We've sold a billion cheeseburgers. Now they don't even keep track anymore. That's how many burgers they've sold. Every time they come out with a Disney movie, it becomes number one in the box office or whatever you call that, video office. You know they don't do onion rings because they they can't they, they can't grow enough onions. If they had onion rings at a McDonald's, they'd go at them. It's amazing. Different types of leaders cause different things. So what are the four phases as you grow into leadership? You know this is this is important. And and guys, listen to me. I don't. This is why we do our radio shows and our interviews the way we do. I know just I'm, well let's just do this we're just gonna go through these levels of leadership and i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you what i've learned at each level okay these are the phases i won 't even say level these are the phases you go through personally as you start to develop as a leader number one you don't know what you don't know i'm seventeen years old <clears throat> I got hair halfway down my my back and and it's January twelfth nineteen eighty two and i know everything i've graduated a semester early i i, I mean i am the, i am the baddest dude that that you have ever met i am the stud okay i i am the greatest i sound like nicolas cage in firebirds this is january 12th 1982 on january 13th 1982 i i entered Phase one of leadership. I don't know what I don't know. I became a maggot. I was stripped down buck naked, told to put on doggone white boxers like all of the other guys that were standing there, and to stand butthole to belly button and not move. Don't speak until spoken to. Don't think anything. Don't talk. Don't look the other way. Look straight ahead. Look at the bold headed dude in front of you. Don't do nothing. But what I didn't know at the time was some guys didn't know how to put on their boxer shorts. So the hole was in the back instead of the front. And that started a whole new line of discussion from the drill instructor who wanted to know what my sexual persuasion was because the guy in front of me didn't know how to put on his boxers. I'm going to segue. That's just, I learned what I didn't know. That's phase one all of a sudden I realized I'm not that cocky, know-it-all, that the principal and the teachers didn't like at school. I had enough ego. I thought they didn't like me because I was smarter than they was. I found out just how dumb I really was. I entered phase two. I know what I don't know. Within 24 hours of entering boot camp, all of a sudden I realized this is going to be one of the greatest adventures in my life. And I can either take it and learn from it, or I can try my darndest to get the heck kicked out of here. And that was pretty daggum hard. I'd been told, don't volunteer for anything. It's like, okay, what am I supposed to do, sit around here bored to freaking tears? I need a volunteer. My hand went up. I know what I don't know. I know if my hand goes up and I say yes, he's going to I'm going to get his attention – And I'm going to go on a whole new adventure doing something. You want to know what I did? I'll tell you what. The first time I put my hand up, I even missed getting the call home. Everybody else got to call home. But he wanted to volunteer, so I wanted follow my chair. Here's what he wanted me to do. Go sit in a chair in the commander's office and keep it warm. Now, you're saying, Troy, this is boot camp in the Marine Corps. I thought you guys were bad boys. We are. But a 17-year-old, snot-nosed, hippie, cowboy kid who thought he knew everything, his parents didn't know nothing, didn't follow instructions. Guess what I was learning? Discipline. Sit in the chair. Don't move. Don't talk. Don't look at anybody that comes in. And if a female Marine comes in, boy, you better stand up, take your hat off, not say a word, and don't you dare look at anything past her nose. Yes, sir. What? Sir, yes, sir. Sir, drill instructor, yes, sir. Discipline is what I learned in phase one. Phase two, I don't know what I don't, I didn't Well, Phase one, I learned, I don't know anything. Phase two, I learned discipline. I don't know what I don't know, but I know if I listen and I learn and I study, I'm going to find out some things. You want to know what I wrote down? Successful leaders are learners, and the learning process is ongoing. It's a result. Self discipline and perseverance. I got my never give up attitude from my mom when I was very young. She read to me the Bible story, knock out the T. The only difference between can and can't is one letter. I had the perseverance, but I was learning the self discipline. Phase three I grow and know, and it starts to show. I can remember that first day we were on the parade deck, and all the other platoons were on the parade deck, and the drill instructors were all yelling as loud as they could. Right, face, oblique, left, you know, a, you know, constantly. Half flank. I mean, on and on. We, I mean, we look like a cluster of freaking. Ducklets in the water, not knowing what to do. There was no marine material. Maggots, get over here. Start your PT. You're not paying attention to me. How the heck are we supposed to pay attention to you? Now Another dude with a freaky hat on is yelling. But I started to grow. I started to know. The self-discipline was kicking in. The acuteness of of listening, of learning. This is where I learned I really did have two ears and one freaking mouth. And when you go through 12 weeks of boot camp and you can hardly use your mouth, you have to rely on your ears, you start to learn. On the very last day, with over a 1,000 fresh brand-new recruit Marines on a parade deck, With drill instructors yelling what to do at the top of their voice, we had become the baddest, most well-oiled fighting machine that you have ever met. And each platoon going a different direction with the listening to what their drill instructor was saying above and beyond all the other voices, they were tuned into just one in all the chaos page to this day will say how are you able to hear what I'm saying through all of this noise when the radio's on and the babies are crying and the teenage girls are bickering how is it that you can hear my voice because I'm attuned with you sweetie that's the way it is I grow and I know and it starts to show that's the third phase of your personal development as a leader. And phase four: I simply go because of what I know i got I've got a, a gentleman that I am getting to build a relationship with an interesting man that, without a doubt, will become my mentor when it be, when it comes to learning how to invest wisely and invest other people's money in wisely and to to manage investments i'm learning this from a man named bob grease the reason is is cuz i've watched him at a distance and he simply goes because of what he knows when when you listen to him he's sharing you and you can see in his eyes where he's already going he's he's there. he's sharing with you, but he's ahead of the game. he knows where he's going. I met his protege for lack of of some well, just for time, I'm just going to tell you, he goes by flip. I've been studying flip and and I've listened to him talk, and you know what I start to hear? I start to hear little bits of wisdom, not knowledge. Remember, I've told you knowledge is not power. that's a myth, wisdom. That's when you take knowledge and you apply action. Flip. I listen to the wisdom and I say, man, I just heard that from Bob not too long ago. I'm seeing that. I've got another friend of mine, Roy Williams, who's who's become my he's become like my my new drill instructor on this stuff. He's he's, he's hands on with me. The other two they they kind of they 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 will they will take time to speak some some wisdom into my life. But Roy's got that hands on drill instructor type deal. And as I listen to him talk, as I follow him around and watch what he's doing, all of a sudden I'm i I, hearing Bob. I'm hearing Flip. I see how these guys are working because it's a fine, well-oiled machine, what I saw in in the Marine Corps. And now I'm learning at phase four. In so many areas of my life, I simply go because of what I know. And that's when you start to really say, okay, now I'm developing – the leader within me. See, that's where it all starts. You can't go out there. You can't even manage other people if you're not willing to do this. you got to move forward. So wh- how do you do this? Well, number one, you've got to define your direction. Where are you going? What are you going to be doing? That's important. Second thing you've got to do is you've got to challenge all your excuses. I told you guys I I have custom. I you know, Paige was laughing at me. She goes, "You don't spend a lot of money on on blue jeans, but you spend a boatload of money on shirts and boots." She goes, "Why?" I said, "Baby, look at my shirts, though." I said, "They every one, almost every one. I'm not. I get. I'm not going to go into it. my main brand of shirts is called Roar." And at the bottom of it, it says enough excuses roar or to say enough excuses get it done so you've got to challenge your excuses if you're going to grow as a leader number three you've got to remove the rewards until the job is done now here's how i've done this over the years. marine corps taught us it. you go bust your butt and when you get a win under your belt reward yourself plain and simple and define it hey i'm going to take two days and go to the beach I'm gonna go buy myself a new shirt. That's usually what I do. Uh, reward yourself, then get back to it, and you don't reward yourself again until you get something done. My kids know that. They they don't they gotta work a little bit to get something. They don't get spoiled. Simple as that. Number three, stay focused on the results. I've got a friend of mine, John Addison, runs the multi-billion-dollar company, Primarica. And I've listened to him. He said, the numbers tell you where things are at. That's when you know the results are going forward. But you want to know what he's learned? Action always precedes results. And sometimes you've got to be in the battlefield a long time before those results kick in. I, I had an opportunity a few years ago. I went to work for a phenomenal gentleman. We were going to be partners. It lasted six months. Not because of him. He's still a phenomenal guy. I just love him. But his protege wanted to put too short of a time span on something to make it work. So we want to go into network marketing, Troy. We want to take our products and our services, and this company to this day is one rock-solid company, I'm telling you right now. But six months is not long enough to figure out a play in network marketing. I've got companies that have been four or five years old, just barely hanging on, and all of a sudden just shoot through the freaking roof. It can be done, but you've got to realize that you're going to be in the battlefield a long time, and you've got to keep your eyes on the results. You've got to stay focused on what the end game is. You've got to be able to move it forward, and if you're not willing to do that, then it sucks. This is where bottom fishers come in when you look at investors and real estate and stuff. I hear all the time the media says, oh my gosh, the real estate market tanked. It did, especially here on my island in Destin. I mean, I watched a bank buy a lot for a million dollars, then put up the building and sell the whole daggum thing for less than a million bucks. So, I mean, you know, the price has crashed. But here's what I've learned. There are guys out there that put their money in the bank, and they'll put their money in the bank for decades. And then when they see a buying opportunity, they start writing checks. And I've seen some guys come into Destin and buy up 200 condos at a time for what just two or three would have cost a few years ago. Watched them buy up property, create some strip malls. matter of fact, it's kind of funny because I've watched these guys, and they're good at marketing. When they come in, they tell the business owners, you know, we'll take care of the marketing, not you. We know what we're doing. You know why they say that? Because they focused on results. They know the results. I wrote this down in my three-by-five cards. If you know you have talent... And you've seen a lot of motion, but little concrete results. Then you lack self-discipline. See, at, at week one of boot camp, we had a lot of action. We were going in so many freaking different directions that we were tiring ourselves out whether we wanted to or not. By the time we sat down to eat... We didn't talk. We didn't smile. We didn't look at each other. We just ate. And you know what? You tried to get in the front of the line because if you were at the back of the line, by the time you sat down, they were saying, get up, get up, get up. You're done. You're done. I don't care where you're at. Get out of here. And you were back out there busting your butt thinking, What the same am I doing? By week six, you were looking pretty good. You weren't quite there yet, but you were looking pretty good. By week 12. You had finished boot camp and you were ready to go to phase two. And that's where it really kicked in. That's where you really find out where you're at. We're just talking about leadership right this second. You want to know why we were able to leave boot camp and enter into the core? It's because we had learned how to prioritize our life as a leader. We We weren't leading anybody yet, but we had started to lead ourselves. And when we did that, the sky opened up for us, and that's what you've got to look at. Tomorrow's Friday. No, wait a minute. It's tomorrow Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. We're going to be covering how should I prioritize my life. I want to talk about that because I believe it's so important, guys. It can change your life. Hey, folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in a home-based business, no, if you're just in business, period, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.